to keeping it low-key my name is gabriel lobato i'm brandon bridgman and today we are joined by five loco what's up dudes what's up everybody hey yo yo all righty so you guys are our first uh i guess it was it like it's not necessarily east coast it's what like southern band i would say i'd say southern yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, southern band Uh, everybody we've interviewed so far has been like based out of like california so yeah, we know. I noticed that. I noticed that. I saw. I saw you guys' previous episodes. Some of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we um, yeah. It's just nice to. It's nice to have you guys on. We love the EP. It's, Thanks, man. It's, <laughs> Thanks. It's very good. The first time I listened to it, I was like, "This could be better." And then I listened to it like three more times, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is really growing on me." And then I listened to it like. I listen to it like every day so <laughs> yeah it's good uh i i get um like tyler the creator vibes a little bit from it if like uh if like tyler the creator and um who is it uh glass animals kind of had like a baby mm. like that's just, yeah uh what what kind of vibe were you guys going with the ep when you were kind of uh, coming up with this well i guess i guess i'll start um <laughs> we were we were like este and i este and i have been friends for like a long time and jesus as well mm. and we just like basically este and i had this idea kind of to like make a like a pop ep that was where it started like a summertime pop ep and then like you know then i told jesus about it and then like later we met t and everything and it kind of like like morphed from there kind of thing but mm-hmm. like i'd say like the final vibe we were going for was kind of like a like I would say the whole video game, the whole Wii, the whole 2009 era was kind of just like, it just kind of, we just kind of wanted it to feel sort of like a, a game in a way, but like not, we just kind of went where the music took us. Nothing, nothing specific. You know what I mean? We kind of d- abandoned the whole like straightforward pop idea, as you could probably tell, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. We just, it was our first time making anything. So we just kind of like, like ever, ever. So we just kind of went for it wherever it took us type thing. But I got you. I that's got what you. I have to say about it at least. Yeah. Right. So uh, would you say that it was more of like a progressive kind of creative process? There wasn't really like a set plan. You're just kind of going in and seeing what came out of it. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. There was really no plan. Honestly, it was very unorganized. I, I'm sure you can tell by listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> like every day, something else, something happened with, with the whole process. Like one day we can just be just dropping a new idea. The next day we can put vocals on something. Like every day we'd be just doing something else. There's some days where we do a lot of stuff and get a lot of progress done. And there's just times that we would just be playing Wii Sports. We would just do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that was that that would happen pretty often, honestly. <laughs> Wii Sports kind of carried the EP to that. <laughs> yeah, we saw that in the um in the documentary. We watched it in class the other day. Oh, I appreciate Ooh. that. You watched yeah, it in no. class then? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we're <laughs> yeah, um, we're like in the uh, like video staff hour for uh like high school journalism and mm, we're nice. just like let's do some research on you guys mm-hmm. and no the documentary is like really well put together we actually love that documentary yeah, a lot it's really good uh, thanks it, it kind of leads on to the next question like what is the significance behind, the, behind like the whole year 2009 i think yeah. i think t should yeah. answer that yeah. one he yeah, came up with yeah. <laughs> yeah um pretty much like i i guess that 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 um 
that year, that title was on my mind, like on a very like special day for us. It, it was like uh, there will be because um, Jesus, Este, and, and Rafael, they've known each other for like most of their lives, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I just got to know them like this year. I'm talking like a couple months back was my first time meeting them. So like there would just be days where we would like literally it, it would be like not us worrying about music much at all and just bonding really mm-hmm. and we one day we had a, a very long day and uh we were playing video games all day and it, it was just on my mind we, we kind of it was a very important day for the ep because so much of it came together that day like conceptually um and like we sports resort came out in 2009 that was a year that all of us like were very much like we were really into like Nintendo and stuff like that, like all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like just that feeling also on the intro song on Sunshine, um, like in the chorus 2009s where you take me like- We that, already had that. Yeah, that was already <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. And- It just came just, together like perfectly, you know? We had like all four tracks kind of, and then T just kind of said, like after he left that night, it was like six in the morning. He called me. He's like, what if, what if we call it 2009? And I was like, that's a fire title right there. It <laughs> yeah. summarizes everything perfectly. So that's, it just came, you know what I mean? Towards the end of the process, really. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a title until like the very end, but literally. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's where really like the obsession with like the Nintendo DS. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the like the from. visuals. Yeah. That was like something Jesus and I, we do like most of like the visual stuff and we just like, we know, we just, we just felt like doing some fun sh- can we curse on here, by the way? I'm sorry. I want to go ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah. not as fun. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll yeah. Later. yeah we we've had. Want, we've no, had we won't. I won't curse. No, I won't no, make no, it go through the work of censoring. Yeah. We no, just wanted. No, no, it's okay. It's we've okay. had worse happen. We've right. worse. Yeah. All right, I'll try. I'll avoid it though. We well, <laughs> we, we have a story for you guys at the, at the end. Of I mean, I'd yeah. be glad to hear it, my dog. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it all just ties together. Really, it's like a loose theme, but it was fun. It fit, you know. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I um. I have a funny story about how I discovered Five Loco. It, it's mm. not that funny. I'm sure this is how most people have discovered Five Loco, but is it about Este? Yeah, because I watched his Power Ranger <laughs> videos, <laughs> and I saw I saw Rafael and Jesus on it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, those guys are cool. I want to see more stuff of them." Mm-hmm. And then the EP, like he posted like the cover art for the EP, and I was like, "Oh, that's." That's the guys from the Power Rangers theme song video. <laughs> <laughs> and I you are the like, guys from the Power Rangers theme song. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I always, I, I'm i sorry. I make fun of Brandon for his obsession with Power Rangers. Every we make fun of S. I feel that. It happens. It happens. No, for real. He dragged me into a Walmart the other day so he could go get another one. I didn't find we've it. Been that. We've been through uh, that many times with Estee. Like, literally, that exact that. situation. <laughs> He's dragged this into, like, dollar stores and stuff as well. Yeah. So, uh, right, now, right now, currently on Spotify, you guys have, what, 5,200 listeners? Something like no. that. No. <laughs> oh, you've been yeah, checking? Yeah, 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 you guys are, like, here, I'll check it right now. No, you're lying. To me. Yeah, it's check. somewhere around there. Five I think it's... Go. Like a thousand, no? Five thousand two hundred sixty-five monthly listeners. Top song is Meadowbrook with seven thousand five hundred eighty plays. Yeah, that got that got on a playlist. That's that was that was big, pretty cool for us. Yeah. Um, I didn't know we had a five thousand monthly listeners. <laughs> Last time I checked, it was a thousand. 
But right. I mean, that's well, it's hard to believe, but that's cool. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm assuming like, does that number surprise you guys? Like, were you expecting? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And what was the official release date for the album? Uh, October 9th or something like that. I think. Yeah, October 9th. October right. 9th, so yeah. were you guys expecting to like get this much traction this quickly? Um, it was kind of going with the motions, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was a lot of this release specifically was was just <laughs> going along with everything that was happening. And literally after release, it was just trying to line ourselves up. It was just like, uh, it was a lot of like trial and error and just like, I don't know. It just took a lot to just release it, you know? It, we had really just been sitting on it. Jesus and I mixed and mastered all of those. We don't know anything about mixing yeah. and mastering. And so, like, <laughs> it was just torturous, you know? Like, so Jesus and I just spent, like, two torturous weeks at the end of it just being like, this sucks. I don't want to release it. But then we just said, you know, screw it. Let's just drop it. <laughs> and so we dropped it. And, like, I didn't really have any expectations. I couldn't listen to it because I just could not stand hearing the songs anymore. I, I still really can't listen to it. But, like, I guess it's like, I'd say if I'm being so honest with you, it was like, I'm happy with it. I'm not disappointed, but I'm not like, you know, extremely ecstatic, ecstatic because it doesn't feel like it has materialized yet. But like, <laughs> we definitely have plans moving forward to continue on that and hopefully like, you know, reach out to a lot more people. The CP is not very accessible. And so like, I don't, I expected less to be honest, but yeah, I, I'm personally, I'm happy with the numbers. I'm, I'm very happy with them. Yeah. Didn't expect it though, I'm not gonna lie. I got you. I got you. I can tell you I'm happy with it because awesome. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Uh, so like getting kind of like deeper into the album, we've got like a, like kind of like a wide range of like topics being discussed on this, this album. My personal favorite, I love Lakeland, Florida. I knew you would say that. I knew <laughs> yeah, you would say that. I, that's such a good song. And I really want to know what's like, I what's the, uh, I guess, uh, logic behind choosing that name like behind lakeland that location um i well i i think i was the one that chose it so i feel like i should answer it but like um i would just have like this beat going like estate you know about the road trips we went on to like central slash north florida we showed it a little bit in the documentary yeah, um, yeah. it was it was all four of us we kind of just like we went to a place called i believe it's fort pierce or something fort and pierce. Then, like some smaller some small cities and like some nice little town areas up north central florida and then like i don't know apparently sa tells me we went to a to a road called like lakeland or to a place called lakeland but i didn't have that in mind i just was listening to it and i just like i feel like i just thought of i was just like lakeland like it just it just i don't know it just kind of like from going to central florida like i just all summed it up a little bit i think in my head as just like lakeland that's just what i thought of central florida and then like the you know the comma florida just kind of came after that but the whole like Lakeland, like the chorus, that's just kind of where it came from. I don't know. It just fits. I don't know why. It just came in my head. There's really no, probably just subconscious, you know, from going on this trip. But. Right, right. And then uh, moving on to the song Meadowbrook. Hmm. All right, I'm going to be honest. What is Meadowbrook? What is Meadowbrook? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the, uh, should I give the real, real answer or should yes. I give the, uh, all right well again that one was that one was me as well that one was old um that was an old idea like from like a year or more ago and i pretty much like i just had like this weird like crush on this girl for like a while <laughs> and like um there's just an apartment complex also where este and i's childhood friend all, used to live we used to go there all the time it's called meadowbrook apartments and that girl incidentally also happened to live in meadowbrook and so that kind of like, that was like crying, like Jesus and I, it was like one of the first songs that we ever worked on like a year, over a year and a half ago. 
it was just like the chorus like it was very different back then but it was just like I just want to be at the Meadowbrook with you and like just that whole chorus and then I just kind of revived it when we were doing this EP I'm like what if we made that into a song and then I was like I didn't like the girl anymore anything, but I was like we can still use it you know and I think the best parts of that song are the things that came after that like I don't I don't even particularly like the chorus I think like the ending and everything that all came recently and that was all you know it was all recent but yeah, it was an old, uh, it was pretty much an old ass uh, idea that it was just a weird crush I had on a girl for like a couple of months, but it's not that awesome, you know? I hope a lot of people don't watch this. I don't want to ruin the like intrigue. I don't want to ruin the intrigue. I know you're not supposed to explain too much, but oh well, you know. No, I got you. So uh, how did the, how did the group come together? I know uh, T, you said that uh, you got, you kind of came in like pretty recently mm-hmm. and then uh, Este, from what I understand, is also, uh, Este, you're in Puerto Rico currently, right? Yes, this is, yeah, I've been living in Puerto Rico since 2012, but I'm a Florida native by heart. I got you, I got you. So how did the, how did the uh, band come together to make this? Well, it could, I could really give a long story when it comes to this answer. Uh, But to start off, I've known Rafael since elementary school. I literally think the year was 2009 was when we met, yeah, but no. I've known him for a very long time. And Jesus and Rafael, I know they've known each other also for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. They had a real friendship together. They do everything together. They had a YouTube channel together and everything. So Renzi. they're bros. They're bros. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like that. And then, so obviously I was friends with them. We would be on Discord all the time talking and at least me personally, I've always been very interested in the type of music that Rafael and Jesus would listen to, but also consequently make because they've just been making music for fun for at least a very, quite a while now, or a year plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally, whenever Rafael would send me something of his, I would listen to it multiple times and fall in love with it for it to never release. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the thing is that I really kind of wanted to work on something with those two because I know if we can all put our heads together, we can make something really cool. And I feel like the whole concept of this was just to make something that we could drop, that we could show to the people. I, at least personally, me coming into it, I wanted to make something that I would enjoy listening to, but also something I would enjoy listening to with my friends or in certain situations. So there's always a period where I go to Florida and that's usually in the summertime. So at least when the pandemic started, back in March, I would be on Discord with Rafael Nesus and I'm like, let's make something over the phone, over the cord. <laughs> so we had some little things. That's when we started working on Juicy. That was the first song that we worked on this project. It was also um, the last song in a weird way, but all right, continue. Exactly. The last song, in, at least how we finished it. <laughs> um, so that was that was a rough course that that song had, but I really like how that one turned out. So that was the first one we worked on and then eventually came to a point where discord just wasn't doing much so i had a time where i went to florida because my father lives there so i'd be with him but i spent at least a good month staying with rafael in his house in his room i had a mattress on the floor (laughs) and that was that was luxurious we had good meals every day and then we just kind of started working off from there literally the first day we got together we at least put the base or at least something down from sunshine that was kind of our the a big thing for us. The chords, exactly. So there. Get that out there. anytime that song's mentioned. Anyways, continue. Sorry. So there was that. 
And then I known for a second Rafael and Jesus together as Yoger. They've been at least mutuals with T for a minute now. And <laughs> and they worked together a few months back, uh, editing a music video for T. But then if I'm right, T wanted to work with Yoger. Mm-hmm. And then it came to a point where fast forward to June. I'm there, we're all there, and we're just like, let's meet up with T. And then we got in T, got in his apartment. Very magical day that day was. Mm-hmm. And uh, day after day that we spent together, we just got more together, and that's how we made everything work. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, uh, so uh, T, how did you come into the mix in this? So pretty much, um, I had been following Yogurt on Instagram for a while and uh then i started following their personal accounts and i one day i just messaged Raphael, and i was it was kind of like introducing myself because like we had like interacted in comments uh here and there um but yeah I, like introduced myself he introduced himself like i just kind of talked about like how i admired uh, their work and then like another day i was like yo like we should work together on some stuff and <clears throat> I didn't, this was before I knew that they wanted to make music as well. Like, I, I didn't know that because I was already making music at that at that point, um, like solo stuff. And this is before I knew that they wanted to make music as well. So once I learned that they wanted to make music, it was like beyond visuals, beyond covers, beyond like, I, I, I sincerely wanted to work with them. And we had plans for like next year to like work, work on like rework some of my songs and work on like new songs together. Um, and pretty much I I had seen like, you know, I was in a group chat with um, Jesus, Raphael, and then David, uh, who was in North Carolina. Um, and we were talking about uh, just music stuff at that point. And then over time, once I saw that Este, uh, who is someone else that I met through them kind of, um, I, I started interacting with him online as well. So we all like kind of knew, I, I mean, I kind of knew them at that point. So once they started working on the EP, that's when they came to my apartment. And that was our first time meeting, that was in June. And it was, it was things just kept rolling from there. And then they would just come over to my apartment occasionally. And then we started going on the road trips. And then after that, it was like finishing, really working on the EP and finishing it all took place here in Ross Bay over there. Yeah, it just kind of all came together in that gotcha. way. So, uh, Raph, would you, are you, I'm assuming that from what I'm hearing, you tend to be like the songwriter of the group? I'd say, okay, I'd say like Jesus and I are the producer, like, you know, instrumentally. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like maybe just for, for this EP at least, I kind of like would be the one to present ideas, you know, like I think. Besides, no, I think maybe all of them. I don't know. Like, basically, I would just have some loose idea and be like, you know, check this out, Jesus. Then Jesus and I would work on it instrumentally. Then we'd show it to, like, S, A, and T. And then it would just kind of, like, you know, T would write a verse. T, T wrote all his verses. S would write some verses. I would help him write them. And, like, we would just, like, T was pretty instrumental in, like, helping us section songs in terms of, like, chorus, verse, like, where what to put, what to put where. But <laughs> I'd say, like, for this EP, yeah, I was the, I was kind of like the one that proposed the original ideas, 
but I don't like calling myself the song, like the main songwriter, just because like the ideas are so bare when I present them that I don't even know if I would consider it like a song. You know what I mean? The song kind of comes together like, you know, instrumentally me and Jesus and then, you know, as a whole with everybody, but that might, that probably will change with like our album and everything. So I don't know. I, I, one thing I will say is that they did a very good job at like setting the tone for every every all, all four of those songs like they they did a very good job at like setting the tone and yes. then after that it was just writing the rest of the song and then cleaning up cleaning up any lyrics cleaning up everything instrumentally because we have like 500 ideas per song yeah. you know what i mean like for everything you hear there's like 10 things that just got axed you know like 10 layers that just got axed but like we're looking to kind of like simplify it moving forward but yeah that was the process for for this album like I said, it wasn't very like organized, you know, it was just kind of like whatever happens, happens type thing. And just con contextualizing it all after, you know. Yeah, I kind of noticed that in your guys' documentary, I noticed that I think you guys had like a notepad and you were writing down like what type of uh, like theme or vibe that you were going for with each song. I think mm -hmm. uh, the specific words, if I remember correctly, is this song needs to be brighter. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. and I, I don't for sunshine. Right, exactly. And it was just like, it, it it seems like a it, it feels very open ended. Mm -hmm. I, I feel and I I get that vibe when I listen to the album or the EP, and it mm -hmm. just sounds very like a. I'm not saying it sounds unfinished, but it sounds like um, the song initially and the songs on the EP sound like they can go anywhere, mm -hmm. and you guys just follow that pattern, and I really like that pattern throughout the yeah. whole thing. Thank you. So uh, the album art. And mm -hmm. I've noticed this even on your guys' YouTube channel. You guys have a very specific aesthetic. And mm -hmm. who is responsible for uh, getting all that taken care of? Me and Jesus. Really? Yeah. That is awesome. We love actually the YouTube channel art that you guys have. On yogurt or on? Uh, on the Five Loco channel. Oh, yeah. The red the red grass one? Yes. Yeah. I love that. That one's cool. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. We're, we're going to do more things like that on for like the L, for like the LP rollout. You know what I mean? But I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you guys uh, been approached by anybody to do like live shows or are you guys planning on doing live shows? Well, there's, well that, I know there's COVID. That kind of rolls into yeah, my but... uh, question, which so a question I usually ask all the artists is how has the pandemic affected your career? But you guys as artists kind of started. Start during the pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic started our career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean, how, like, was, how was that? Okay, I'd say this, right? Jesus, David, and I, me, Jesus, and our other friend, David, who is, who is in Five Loco, but, well, I'll explain that later. But Jesus, David, and I had a sort of, like, band in the works, you know what I mean, for, like, months, like, maybe even a year. Like, we have, like, probably, like, an hour or something or more worth of just, like, like random snippets of material, like, hours, probably. And, like, we would just go to David's house, me and Jesus, and we would just, like, you know, because when we first started that with David, we really didn't know anything about music. Like, I really just barely started playing guitar. I knew how to play drums, like all that sort of thing. But like, yeah, so that didn't really like pan out because David had to go to North Carolina to go to like, he's going to school for audio engineering and, you know, like just like the technical side of like production. And so, um, so when that happened, Jesus and I were just kind of like, you know, that was in like, I believe, I don't know, like June of, of 2020, maybe like, yeah, but like when, you know, like when summer or whatever ended, like July around there. No, maybe, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, so that band was called Santo House. And I'm like, I don't know, that might come back one day. But um, when that kind of dissipated, 
that definitely like our process then probably wouldn't have been able to keep going during the at least the beginning of the pandemic because we used to go to david's house and we used to like hang out and everything and i remember like we actually were going to go there a few times before he moved but then like it was tough because of coronavirus we couldn't really go and i don't know i guess i guess it didn't really affect our process because we didn't have a process but I, but we did make music like Jesus and i have been making music for a long time and it didn't really change anything like conceptually or like lyric wise or anything, I don't think. But yeah, I, I'm sorry, what, was that the question? I think, I think that was the question. No, I mean, that, so, no, that's perfect. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm kind of curious about this because I, I don't remember it exactly being talked about in the documentary. I know I saw the uh, kind of like the uh, shots where you guys were looking off the computer and mm -hmm. like working with like I'm assuming what like mixers and stuff like that but um what did you guys actually like physically record off of like what was like the studio like what's your studio build I mean I would show you right now if I, <laughs> I, I just don't want to move like the laptop around but like I guess like okay we have we have we use MIDI for some things you know we have like some some cool like you know analog emulation analog synth emulation programs for MIDI but um all the guitar is like me playing guitar, just like direct input into into the computer, into the software. We use Logic. Um, we wanted to do real drums, but I didn't have an interface that could have multiple mics. So all the drums are 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 like sample based or MIDI. I mean, we played them, but like you know, on a, on a keyboard or something. Um, so I mean, I'd say it's mostly like something I really like, like and Jesus and I both really like, is just mixing digital and analog things together. Sorry, something going on in the on the on your end right there. Don't even. It's his siblings. <laughs> oh, all right. But yeah, um, I, we just really like mixing like real things and digital things. So it's just like guitars, MIDI, you know, weird samples of things like, I don't know, everything, a bit of everything. It's just like a bedroom studio, though, like entirely a bedroom studio. Okay. No, no sort of like sound isolation. We use the closet for vocals and like that's essentially it. It was just all and everything was recorded in this room, essentially. Mm hmm. I got you. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that that tends to be the case with uh, most of the bands we interview. The only the only exception was uh, Destroy Boys. Um, yeah, they're big time. They're big time. Yeah, they are big time. That was that was, that was crazy. That wasn't a racket. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Uh, congrats we, on getting that interview. By the way. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we were really hyped about that. Uh, no, but we love bands that are DIY to the core. Yeah, like uh, American Poetry Club. They record with. Um, like the Apple earbuds that come with your phone. Oh, damn. That they record all of our music with. And you would never get because, like, it sounds really good. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew it was, like, a bedroom sort of deal. I didn't, I knew they weren't doing, like, most of the stuff in the studio, but I would have never guessed they were recording it with uh, Apple earbuds and mixing it on GarageBand. Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've always kind of held the opinion that, like, with the less you have and the more you create, that's where, like, true creativity kind of comes from. No, I agree. I definitely yeah, and we love that vibe. It's it's definitely like I think the coolest. Mm -hmm. you, you can see what somebody does with like a limited amount of resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's definitely dope. So, uh, so can I be honest with you guys? Is this your guys's first interview? Yeah, first ever yeah. interview together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Nice. yeah we're, we've done some solo. Yeah. But this is our I got first. you. Yeah, I got you. No, we're we're proud of that. <laughs> No, we're we're glad you guys had us. Thank on. you. Really yeah, appreciate it. Uh, be honest with us. Were you guys uh, kind of like surprised that we contacted you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, pretty surprised. Yeah, that's sure. awesome. 
Yeah, I was kind of surprised that you guys responded. <laughs> I, that happens every time. Like, I'll DM an artist, and then they'll respond. The only one I wasn't surprised was was our, our first interview, because I've, I've been friends with the guy for, like, or, or like, internet friends, kind of. Hi, son. For, like, a few years. Mm. Yeah. Uh, how, by the way, how old are you guys? I'm 20. I just turned 20 the other day. Okay. He's just 20. Yeah. He turned 20 a couple months ago. T is 21. I think you guys say your own age. Say it, Esther. Go ahead. 19, I think. Say it, Esther. Is he frozen? He's frozen in time. Is just frozen in time right now? Well, Esther's 19. I guess he died. His birthday's in like a month or something. In a month, yeah. Well, I'll let so him like 19, 20, 21. Yeah. I'll let him back in if he has to rejoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you guys are the youngest band we've interviewed. Really? Yeah, I'd actually, I'd, I'd say. My son's 20. Okay, I get, yeah, well. Well, I just turned 20, so it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I just turned 20 like a few days ago. Yeah. But no, uh, no, that's, it, it definitely helps. American Poetry Club, the the problem we ran into with them is uh, they're all they're, like. They're like in their mid-20s and they like use Facebook and like, that's fine. <laughs> it's just, I can't relate at uh-huh. all. And I was like, I don't know how to use Facebook. And they kind of made fun of me. Yeah, I mean, funny you forgot how to use Facebook. I think it's the other way around now. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, you know how to use Facebook. You get made fun of. <laughs> yeah, that uh, our uh, podcast kind of turned into like Joe Rogan experience because uh, one of the band members decided to like start smoking weed on on camera, and then we had to like block it out and stuff. And it's so <laughs> funny because there's just like because I'm in the middle of a sentence, and then he pulls out lighter the flick. <laughs> I'm like in the middle of a sentence. He pulls out the bong. And I look over at the camera and I see him ripping it. I'm just like, yeah. And Gabe's like, Brandon, are you okay? And I was like, yes. Yeah. One second. One second. You froze, you froze like Este? Yeah. Yeah. Este's just gone now. <laughs> what happened, bro? What the hell? Oh, no. Puerto Rico, not very stable internet connection. Okay, we got like 10 minutes left on this call. When we switch over to the other one, uh, I'll, try to, I'll try to contact him. Like, I'll try to yeah. call him. Something, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, he's got that virtual, or he did have that virtual background going. I must have crashed his whole system. Didn't handle the graphics. That's a funny guy, though. No, but yeah, that would happen to him. It's just funny. (laughs) (laughs) He said, "My power went out." (laughs) Is that what he said? My power went out. I think like he got struck by like a lightning bolt from this. Oh, is it like Is it like storm? Power went out. Well, I guess where Estee lives, but. (laughs) that's hilarious yeah so, I mean, um, it, in the meantime then uh y- yogurt tv what it, am i saying that right yogurt, yeah, yeah, you're saying yogurt. yogurt tv yogurt, like yeah. i'm gonna be honest i don't have a lot of like uh i, I don't know like research into that side of your guys's career but like what uh, what do you guys like mainly focus on in that channel um it was like jesus and i used to do youtube like a couple years ago like just like we just had a channel called something else i'm not gonna say it but um i mean it's very public but anyway and so we've always done we've been doing we started doing let's plays like when we were like 16 or something and then like it evolved into like commentary videos and all that stuff most of that i mean all of it's gone now from youtube but um so we've always had that kind of like experience with video and like just like like love or whatever for youtube like we just like doing and then when we did yoga when we started yoga yoga is kind of just like our creative like it's mostly visuals you know what i mean like just like Cause we do visuals, we do like music as well, but, and then we just wanted to kind of like incorporate a video aspect to everything we do. So like, to just show like behind the scenes and just like 
just like show cool shit that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's just what Yoga TV started. It's just kind of like a hub for like whatever we want to put on there, like whatever video content we want to put on there. Yeah, it's really just like showing, like it's just like a supplement towards to our other things, like our music and our art pieces, like just behind the scenes stuff. It's just stuff like that. Yeah, we want to do more with that. Like we want to start doing interviews as well of, of other people on there. So that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, T, you've been making music for a while, right? What you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I'd say around like at this point, two two and a half years probably. Um, mm-hmm. but it was around this time last year where I like really like took it up a notch. Like really started taking it serious. Um, and yeah, here I am. Now. I gotcha. I gotcha. An album coming soon. Yeah. I See would various album coming soon. <laughs> I would ask Este about the Power Rangers thing. But... I'll answer on his behalf. <laughs> oh yeah oh what's uh like how do you get started with power rangers um well <laughs> he liked that as a kid i mean i feel like that's how most like you know older yeah. power rangers fans start and he's liked power rangers since i met him in like third grade fourth grade and like he used to get bullied for it even back then which was funny because you know we were still children we were still in the target demographic for power rangers but he's <laughs> liked it since then you know Estee's a guy that like he's been on youtube for like I don't know, like since he since he sounded like a like it sounded like a squeaker, you know what I mean? Like he was just been on there like nonstop, just grinding. And I used to look at SH channel and like we used to be like, damn, SH channel is like he's not gonna like make it, you know what I mean? Like he's been making videos for, like three years and he doesn't stop. It's kind of like I admire his like, you know what I mean? He's persistent. And then like he just started growing like crazy, like crazy, crazy. And then like he just kept going and. He just really likes, he genuinely, he genuinely just likes Power Rangers. I mean, he doesn't just like do it for the video. He actually just genuinely yes, fucks Power Rangers. Dude, and Toku and Power stuff. Rangers, bro. What'd you say? I fucking love Power Rangers. I Like, that is my lifeblood, dude. I've I mean, an obscene amount of money on the action figures. Like, you have a big collection? What? You have a large collection? Um, Let's see. I have... <laughs> I had a five pack that just came in today, so I have 25 figures now. I've been collecting them since like June. Mm, oh, you just started? Yeah, in June. But but you've liked Power Rangers for a while though, no? Yeah, yeah. I've liked Power Rangers since I was like a little kid. I used to watch it with my dad. Mm. And um but I didn't find I didn't start really getting back into it until uh I was like quarantining from like March to May and I had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So I just started watching oh, Power Rangers. There he is. Is he back? <laughs> yeah, he should be here for this. this is a Let's go. I am my power went out. I am so sorry. Bro, we were talking about power you to have. Yeah, we were talking. Damn it. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Gotta we're... re-ask the question to Este then, I guess. Um, well, hold on. Actually, we gotta we have like three minutes left on this call. So like I'm gonna drop the link real quick. And all right, all right, cool. Yeah, and we'll We'll pick up the conversation about Power Rangers. Uh, so, uh, Este, what happened? <laughs> it's a it's an island thing where every few days or so, the power would just go out for no reason. Every day, like literally every day. Every it's kind day. of almost every day in a sense. Is it sometimes sometimes it comes back in five minutes and sometimes it comes back in five hours, depending on the day. Oh, dang. So good thing it came back it's in today, five like, minutes today. Is yeah. today the, like, the lucky day? I had a very lucky day today. <laughs> That's awesome. So we were uh, talking about Power Rangers and specifically your channel. 
Yeah, I. <laughs> that is also a thing I do besides. That is my uh, the ultimate side hustle. Este is the only Power Rangers fan. I'm the only Power us. Rangers fan. But we don't know anything call. about Power Rangers. Well, no, I'm also a Power Rangers fan. So. Oh yeah, I'm Shout saying five hundred. Right <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's. Uh, we were just talking about like, how did you like? Why did you start the channel? I, guess. I started the channel. Well, as long as I've known Raphael, we've always kind of liked doing YouTube videos. Yeah. And so Minecraft, we, I, Minecraft was lit was lit back in the day. You know, we used to do Minecraft videos as well. So, <laughs> a big part of our our friendship and how it formed was our love for Minecraft. Mm -hmm. And we initially wanted to do Minecraft videos together. And right. at least in my case, do videos talking about gaming news because we were gamers. <laughs> we were real gamers back then. So um, I started the channel that way. And then we all just kind of went our own ways in terms of content. I started doing vlogs and the videos about Power Rangers. And then Raphael did his own YouTube channel with Jesus. And they did their thing for a while. I would show up in their videos too. Usually successful uh, YouTube channel. Jesus and I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, not as successful as Este. Este went nuclear, you know. That was crazy. But I commend Este. His YouTube efforts are, are crazy. He's a hustler. I, I try my best. I try my best. He's a grinder, you know. He grinds. It's about the grind. <laughs> no, I like it. I love it. It's awesome. No, uh, so this is, I feel like this is like obvious. So it's, you like actually make money off of like your Power Rangers like obsession. Yes, I do. That's, that is that's not that right many collectibles there. either. He's a bit of a he has a bit of a tight wallet. He's not that many collectibles. I don't I don't buy that many of the toys. I, he only buys not, them for reviews. That's, I buy them specifically. <laughs> I have uh I have twenty five of the lightning collection figures. I only have I have five. I knew it, bro. I knew it. Well, I, buy all of them. I just bought two the other day. Which one did you get? I bought, well, I'm only collecting the SPD and Dino Thunder ones right now. Okay. Nice. So, tight wallet. <laughs> I've just been boiling all of my money on it. I would never do that, but. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I, you guys don't understand. Brandon has like ruined our friend group because now I'm the only one that's not into it. And everybody else, I'm like now the odd man out because. Uh, You're not liking Power Rangers? I, I didn't grow up with it. Like, no, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't watch it though. It's so I, awesome, dude. I have no to the man. Watching it. Neither did Sam, and now Sam's a huge Power Rangers fan. So like, Sam's like our, Sam is like, uh, our newest addition to our podcast. Mm. He's gonna help us with like our accounts and everything. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Weird. I tried to get Raphael into Power Rangers. That didn't really work out. But again, it means a common rider. It didn't work out. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, since the since the release of the EP, what have you guys been doing since? Well, we went to Puerto Rico. Um, Very true. That was like, we went the day before we dropped it. Like we dropped it the second day we were there. Um, and then while we, were, while we were there, we just kind of like, we're just kind of relaxing, but also trying to get things going on the like back end of things, like marketing wise and everything sending emails and you know conceptualizing like video ideas and everything um yeah i mean este and t are more so i'd say better better well, more well versed in that sort of thing jesus and i are kind of like a bit clueless when it comes to that sort of stuff a little bit but um honestly if i'm being so honest with you we got back from puerto rico on i think october 22nd yeah 
And since then, we've just been like, we've been doing the whole like DS things that you've seen on Instagram. We've been doing videos, like the yeah. documentary. The documentary was quite an undertaking to edit. It was a lot of like loose footage. Um, but honestly, I felt kind of, dis personally, I felt kind of disoriented ever since we came back. I'm just, I feel like I still haven't gone back on my feet yet, but we have like new music coming out relatively soon, like like a month, like over, a little bit over a month from now. We're dropping yeah. a single on December 18th. So, and then an album <laughs> in 2021. So it's going to be hectic you know but hive. Yeah, it's really hive. those those two weeks in puerto rico were really were really good to us in terms of at least bonding mm -hmm. in a sense because at least i've known rafael for a very long time rafael's known jesus for a very long time and obviously during the whole process of the ep i was in rafael's house for a month mm -hmm. um and then obviously all three of those guys did have their own time together basically being together every other day or every, every day, day working on it yeah. Um, but it was the first opportunity we had all four of us uh, living in one roof together for two weeks. And I really think it really helped us get us more together as a group per se now. Mm -hmm. Unified. Unified. Raphael, I've noticed um, you cut your hair. Yeah, I did. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's right? significantly, it looks the same. It's just the back is like all gone now. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. I just told my barber to fuck me up and just cut the back off. <laughs> nice. But I just, it's just something I had to do. It was getting annoying, you know? Since I just, yeah. I, I never keep a haircut for more than a year. I, it's really hard for me to, I just want to reinvent my image constantly. I, I messed my hair up. It's true. I messed my hair up really bad um, last year. Mm -hmm. So it was about, it was a little bit longer than this last year. Mm -hmm. And I tied it in a ponytail in the front of my head and I cut it off with scissors. Uh, like house scissors mm -hmm. and so it was really messed up for like almost a year and when I got it I let it grow out like down to here and then I cut it all off again mm -hmm. by yourself you cut it yourself no no, no I got I went to a barber this time yeah and now it's like finally normal so that was very that was a horrible process it's the journey it's a, the hair process is a definitely <laughs> journey. this is the I've done a couple self-cuts myself as well the last two times I've gotten a haircut is because I fucked myself up and then I had to, I just had to go get a fix. Like those are the last two haircuts I've gotten, including this one. Like I went, the last time I tried to give myself a mullet and then I just had to go get a proper mullet. And then, and then this time I tried to cut a little bit and then I cut too far. So I just went and just got it all cut type thing. But yeah. Yeah. This is the longest I've had mine. Yeah. And I, I, I still, I, I have like mixed feelings about it. I don't know whether or not I, I mess with it or not. Hair is not weird. Growing it out is growing it out is definitely worth it. We won't talk about Estee's hair because we, we make a lot of jokes about Estee <laughs> and his barber and everything, but I, I won't bring that up here. You know what I mean? It's not the proper venue. <laughs> anyway, no, I just brought it up. I won't bring it up. Just brought it up. I'm, uh, I'm glad you guys are releasing more music. I've been plugging your guys' EP at my school hard. That's awesome, man. That's, thank that thank is you. Very much awesome. Yeah, because I, yeah, it's a, it's really good it's uh i find it i find it calming i don't mm. know it's got that i can like space out to a lot um i appreciate that yeah does it is it like weird to know that you guys have like fans like already on the like other side of the, like the country even i mean i don't i don't it's hard to conceptualize you know it's hard to like yeah internalize that it's hard to like think about that you know personally yeah it was hard to think about like oh there's people actually listening to this and like there's actual like fans about this like yeah. i would i would look at
The statistics see that like. Oh wait! Oh, oh wait! Am I good? Am I good? You're good. You're good. You froze like mid-sentence something, but I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I checked the statistics, right? And I see we'd have like ten or so listeners in like Los Angeles, mm-hmm. or we'd have like fifteen or so in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and we would have like some random two guys in Ireland, some five people in the UK. I'm just like, there's just actually just people around the world listening to this. And it's kind of a weird thing to think about. Yeah. But it's also just kind of a cool thing because at least how I see it, like we got something here that people all around the world could enjoy in a way. And I didn't think of that personally. I I didn't think at least I kind of had to worry that like, Oh, what if they don't like it? You know, yeah. what if, what if they're not ready for this? <laughs> um, but then it well, came say, out. Yep. I'll say one thing. I say building off what you said. Um, I think the most impactful thing for me when I really do feel it is like, I remember someone on Twitter posted just like these two pictures of them and their significant other, like just like sitting on a grassy hill, just listening to Juicy and just like on like a blanket or something. And like that, just like when I saw that, like, I was just like, man, like, it was like a sunset and everything. I'm like, people actually incorporate this music into their lives. Yeah. And that to me is insane because I, I like, I'm not even just saying that. Like, I really don't, I can't, I can't understand it, but I, I love it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of like what I want to do music for. It's just like, I just want people to enjoy it as a part of their lives. Like that's literally all I, that's literally my only goal with music. One thing I'd say in, in my experience, cause I'm like out of the bunch, I'm the only one who has like previously released music. I was like the whole, the entire time of us making it, I was like extremely excited to like get it out because like, I don't know, I was confident in it from like the start. Like I just like, there's something about like, like having your own brand of music, like having your own style of music or like just doing something that's like very like of its, of itself, you know? And, I, and that's how I felt about this EP. So I, it, like the response is great, but it doesn't like surprise me. You get, you get me? Yeah. yeah. All, it, it all, it seems like it makes sense to me and I'm excited like for us, yeah. for people to hear what more we have to offer because I feel like it's so much more that we have to offer. Definitely. Definitely. I got you. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, I mean, we're not like super big, but like mm-hmm. we, uh, weirdly have like people in like the UK Mm-hmm. In, like Ireland and Australia listening to us and we we're like we don't we don't get this <laughs> like yeah. why is this in like a different country I'm pretty uh, sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're banned in Singapore why uh, I don't know because we so on our podcasting hosting platform you can like view like where in each country people are listening from mm-hmm. and it said community like development council so I'm pretty sure that's like whatever censorship they have in Singapore. So I'm pretty sure we're banned there. Damn, they banned your asses from Singapore. It's kind of a yeah. Up. I mean, it makes sense. The Destroy Boys <laughs> episode got you, a dog. little dicey. <laughs> someone pull out a bong. Or, I don't know. It was, <laughs> oh, no, it, it was definitely not. It was definitely not the. That was the uh, American Poetry Club. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, uh, the Destroy Boys one had some questionable content. We still bleeped <laughs> it out, but. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not good enough for Singapore to be honest with you. Yeah, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Singapore's a little whack. <laughs> Definitely. No offense, Singapore. Never been. Yeah. Uh, don't diss the entire country on our podcast. Game. <laughs> We're already banned there. It's not like it's going to be an issue. You're not going to see it anyway. Yeah. Prime sorry, okay. Singapore. Sorry, community. 
sorry to whatever community development council member is listening to this. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really dope. You guys you guys are killing it and we can't Thanks. wait for more. Um I know you probably aren't gonna want to disclose this, but like is there a specific vibe that you guys are going for? Or is it gonna be like a continuation on this, um, on this next couple releases? On the on the LP, um, probably won't be a continuation. Definitely won't be. A continuation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell you, honestly, whatever I tell you right now will probably end up being capped in like a couple months. But like, <laughs> I'll say like, what I'm th- where my mind is is I just want to make more danceable songs. I want to make simpler songs, very short, more short, more simple. I want to lean into the into the indie thing a bit more, into the into like indie pop like. Oh, rock okay. a bit more yeah. you know and maybe perhaps like i definitely want to get my analog game up we i have a new i'm getting a new interface in that can mic drums and everything so it probably will be more stripped back in a way but the few but the fewer things that are there are going to be more impactful fewer layers are going to be more impactful i'd say um but honestly i can't tell you what it's going to sound yeah. like i have no idea even if i even if I, i'm not just like not wanting to disclose it, i genuinely just don't know yet the the thing I notice uh, constantly, at least between Raphael and Jesus, is their minds are constantly invo- evolving, like every day. He's right. I'm serious. I'm serious. Like we would, they at least they would learn something new, or they would experience something, and they would just apply anything to any future stuff that they make. We can have something already set and done, but then they got a new idea on their head. We just scrap everything mm-hmm. and start from zero. So, you know, there's a lot we can say right now, but it's not like it's might going to mean much later because we might just throw that out the window and just make a completely new thing. But at least how I would feel is I'm very confident that whatever we end up making, at least it's going to be enjoyable for my ears enough for me to want to release it. (laughs) Right. I I think I think people people will appreciate uh, our future work um, a lot and. One thing I'll say is the EP, uh, the four songs kind of played out as levels and like pieces of Two. different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I'd assume that all of us want the, the project, like our, our longer project, um, the next the album, we want it to be more well-knit together, mm-hmm. um, more cohesive. And uh, we want to capitalize off of all of our strong suits from the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not sonically like the EP, but um, spiritual. All the things that all the pieces that people like from the EP, I feel like those will stay with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys like? Are you guys really connected with your fans? Would you say? I don't think we have any fans right now. I mean, we do, but I guess no because I don't know. I don't know many. Like I know like only people I know that list. I really don't like. I just. The thing is, I'm a very externally like based person, so I really like when I hear other people's opinions. It really like re- it really gets to me like positively and negatively as well. I mean, th- some people not really like some people don't really care about their opinions, but most people I get impacted by that. So I feel like maybe subconsciously I kind of tend to like not you know I don't want to push too much and be- and ask people what they think or you know force like interaction or like post things too often. But of course that's something I'm you know fighting against because you know. You got to get yourself out there and stuff but like yeah. i don't i don't really talk to people who listen to our stuff a lot i don't really hear from them a lot personally sd and t 
I would I would assume because they just have larger followings, you know, T as an artist and Este as a YouTuber, that I just assume that they probably hear more from people than Jesus and I. Jesus and I don't really hear from anybody to be honest much. So that's why I really appreciate hearing you guys say you like it, but we don't get that much. But I've I've heard from a, a, a decent amount of people and one thing I'll say about us as far as being connected with fans, I feel like when we continue to like break through more, I feel like that will be a focal point for us to be connected with, you know, the people that are supporting. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, I think it's a huge thing. I definitely want to be, yeah, that's for sure. I definitely want to yeah. be very closely connected with them. Mm -hmm. So like moving forward, like what would you say like uh, your hopes are in terms of like growing as musicians? Like, do you desire, I, I know uh, for High Sun specifically, it wasn't exactly like he was desiring uh, fame, quote unquote. Yeah. He just wanted, he just wanted to make art for art's sake. Do you guys, uh, is, is your guys is like a, for like a recognition or do you feel very much connected to your art? I mean, I feel like, I feel like anybody who, I feel like 90% of people who, who don't admit to both are probably either lying or misguided because I feel like. I definitely, I definitely like want to make things, want to make music for the love of it. I mean, I love, I genuinely just absolutely love music. And it's like, it gets to me. Like, it's the only thing that really like gets to me like that. And it's like, I definitely do really love music. But at the same time, I definitely do want to be able to have enough money to survive, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I definitely want to have a certain level of, I want us to get a certain level of following so that we can create comfortably. Um, not you know not in luxury or anything but at least you know at least get on by comfortably and be able to maybe all live in, in the same place and like just increase our output times 10 like i just really jesus and i really just like want to get to that like output level where it's just like you know what i mean just like a machine in a way but also just like artistically grow to the point where we can do that like as musicians as instrumentalists as you know vocalists like just grow to the point where we can just like have ideas and execute them you know what i mean as good as possible we've gotten to that point with visuals a little bit more we're definitely like way better at like making visuals We're definitely it comes easier to us than music right now but <laughs> altogether we definitely want to just get to that level where we can just start putting things out living together i would love to play live shows that is that's that's awesome like i would love to like make renditions of even these songs to play live that would be cool um yeah. the covid shit sucks but like i don't know i think yeah, I definitely do want to attract a certain level of following. And that's kind of what my headspace going into the album is just making it accessible without compromising the, the weirdness and the uniqueness of it. Because, I mean, that's kind of just like, I, I really can't, we really can't help it. Like, we really could not just make a straightforward song that sounds like exactly like something else. It's not really like, it just wouldn't come out of us. Like, I don't know, it's naturally just wouldn't. So I'm not too worried about that. I'm more so worried about streamlining everything and getting people, getting it into people's ears. But of course there's a huge self-satisfaction part to it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's very important, at least at least how I went into it, because this is the first ever music project that I worked on with Rafael and Jesus. And in general, uh, uh, at a scale like this for it to actually be released on, on music streaming platforms. So it was a very big thing for me and coming into it, we all kind of because we, we've been sitting on these for for what feels like months now and even it would feel like years because we would hear it time after time again and it comes to a point where it's just like we need to drop this we need to drop this now mm -hmm. but it, there's also there's also a factor in which 
we're very happy with what we made also. We may be annoyed of hearing it so many times, but we yeah. feel That's very true. proud of what would be considered the end product because we do feel that there is enjoyment out of this. And who says that same process is going to happen here when we make the LP? But Hopefully I'm it'll really... be easier than the EP, but yeah. It will. It will. It definitely will. It will. And obviously, we have this as a starter point. You know, mm -hmm. we really conquered all obstacles here. We had a pandemic. Mm -hmm. We had, obviously, the distance between all of us. So I'm really proud that we got this together done in the first place. It's It was, I'm very, very proud of everybody. Thank you. We all did. Um, <laughs> and I really, I wanted to come to a point where we can make stuff together. I realized that in my time with Raphael, in my time, I wouldn't see, seeing Asus come over there. Every time that we would be with T, I, I felt like, all our creative minds in a room together could really blossom. Mm -hmm. And I feel in conclusion, we all got to move out and live together if we want to yeah. make some really cool stuff. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. we get to that point one day. I'm really praying for, for manifesting that success so we can make music together. Because when, when this was all said and done, I was super happy about what we did. And it makes me, 10 times more excited to work on music more and now I have a much more bigger appreciation to music much more of a bigger appreciation to what Rafael and Jesus has done together a more appreciation into T and his whole career mm -hmm. and it just makes me very much more happy and very much more excited to work together I'm so oh oh god <laughs> uh, we're, we're listening to you, the computer almost froze and we had like a little mini oh. <laughs> gotcha. I think I think this came back on just now and it like we got the little spin circle and we were like oh god <laughs> uh no yeah that's for sure it's it's cool to hear you guys talk I I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast how um you guys are the first like southern slash east coast band that we've had on the podcast because most of the bands that we've interviewed up to this point have either been west coast or from where we're from right so it's interesting to hear the way you guys talk because uh I, I can't really put my i can't really articulate the vibe that i get but it's definitely a different i feel like almost a different mindset in a way mm. and the other the other people present i yeah. it feels like it feels like the bands that we've interviewed from california and the musicians we've interviewed from california just have like a different uh I don't know. I guess I don't know. I think that's just like people in general, though. Every artist is going to have a different vibe from the last. Mm -hmm. And all the other artists we've interviewed have been like more like, I don't want to say rock, but like indie, bedroom pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys. What, would you, what, would, you, what would you call album. us? What would you call us? What would you classify us? That's oh, man. Okay. So that's kind of hard. Because like I've been thinking about this like the whole podcast. It's really hard to nail the EP down in a genre. Like there's rapping on it, but I wouldn't call it rap. Like, it sounds kind of poppy, but I wouldn't call it pop. Uh, the big thing I get from it is it just it just sounds like summer music. Like, it sounds like summer. That's what we were going for. I mean, that's... It cool. works. It works. I thought we kind of lost that, but that's interesting to hear. I get the kind of vibe where it's like... I feel like you guys... Your guys' EP would show up in, like, a Cartoon Network show. Amazing. That's, that's, that's really... That's, that's what I feel. That's, 
I can't figure out if it's an Adventure Time or regular show. I'm not really quite sure, but it's like maybe it's like a mix of both. Yeah, I think yeah, it's crossover. <laughs> yeah, because like you guys got that spacey vibe, and it's a little, it's a it's a little funky, and it's it's cool. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's definitely what we were kind of not going for, but like like we felt <laughs> it. We felt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you guys definitely the most diverse in terms of genre. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I say, I mean, I'd say High Sun too, because he's done like a lot of different. Yeah, I've heard some of his stuff. Is a lot of different stuff from him. Yeah, uh, when you guys saw that we contacted you, it, like, did you were you familiar with any of the bands that we had previously interviewed? No, we looked. We looked. I briefly kind of looked into them because I was just checking you guys' channel out, and I was just got curious. So <laughs> I looked up High Sun. I looked up. I didn't look up American Poetry Club. I looked up uh, Destroy Boys and everything. And, um, but no, honestly, I don't think any of us were uh, familiar with them because I mean, yeah, our musical intake is, is very different, um, from person to person, like yeah. all four yeah. of us. And like, um, yeah, I don't think any of us are super deep into like that, those sort of scenes. I have a lot of respect for them, but like, I've just mm -hmm. never gotten there yet. So like musically, I haven't listened much yet to like much punk or like bedroom pop as much as maybe I would like to eventually, but mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that's kind of like what me and Brandon were born out of, because like we, we're definitely into. Yeah. The, I, I kind of refer it as to like the mosh pit scene, but mm -hmm. like that's like the kind of concerts we end up finding ourselves at, at least recently. Yeah. Before that, it was kind of like, oh, we're listening, we're at Weezer, we're seeing Weezer <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> right. We also saw Panic at the Disco. That was in middle school. That was in middle school. Though. Okay. No, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's um, that's kind of like what we were, like that's where we started off. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's finally. I feel like this interview, in a way, with you guys, it's kind of like a fresh breath of air for me and Brandon because, mm -hmm. you know, we you end up hearing a lot of the same style of music, and like mm -hmm. be able to interview you guys, which is a little bit more which is a bit more diverse. Mm -hmm. We love that. And you mentioned something that your musical intake per member is different for all of you. Mm -hmm. So, like, what do you all listen to? I know, um, I know, T listens to Power the Creator because I just checked the playlists on Spotify. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we all we all listen to Tyler the Creator. There are artists like Charles. Yeah, we all Tyler, we are all big Frank. Fans, like, there are artists that we're like all huge fans of. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I guess we could all describe. So, T, you start first. Yeah. yeah. We'll for around. me, I'd say like where my like loving of music started was a uh, rap and hip hop um, because that's the type of music that my dad made. And that's the type of music that I was listening to because of him. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I grew, I started getting into more um, genres and uh, a band that I liked, like the first band I probably ever liked was Paramore. And like I'm still like huge Paramore fan, like crazy like, <laughs> huge Paramore fan. And um, but like I'd say probably there's two specific years that were most like uh, changing for me music wise. It's 2014, um, because that's when I got into Tame Paula, and that like widened my scope on music, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I'd probably say 2015 slash 16 because that's when I got into artists like Courtney Barnett and she like kind of changed how I felt about like songwriting mm -hmm. um, and Jamie XX, like really into like that type of production, like 
And yeah, so like it, it has widened over time and now like I listen to a lot, but at the same time, when I say I listen to a lot, like I'm very open musically uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to what I listen to, but I'm not the type of person that's like finding a new artist every day. Like I generally listen to the same artists that I've always listened to and then their new works, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to get more into finding artists. I just don't have the energy for it. And uh, sometimes when I get into an artist, I get a little bit too inspired. So that's what <laughs> I'll say for sure. Yeah. Um, if we're going around, I guess me, I would say, I'll make it quick. I started the first music I ever listened to on my own. Like, you know what I mean? When you first actively pursue your own music was like East Coast 90s hip hop. I don't know why, like Biggie, Nas, like most deaf, like that's all I would listen to when I, when I was in like freshman year of high school. It was really weird. Like, I don't know why that happened. I really don't remember why, but like, I don't have any reason, like familiar reason to, to I don't know, it just happened. And then from there, I kind of started getting into like more modern rap, like, you know, like Kendrick Lamar, like I was into J. Cole for a little bit there, but then that kind of passed. And then like, and then I don't know, from there, like I, I got really into the Beatles at one point. Like I like, I don't listen to them anymore, but I pretty much know like the entire Beatles discography. Like I really was into them for a while. And then from there, like, um, you know, Tame, I listen to Tame Paul as well. I, I listen to a lot of Stevie Wonder, a lot of Tyler, the creator, Frank Ocean, as you mentioned, Frank Ocean was big for me at one point. Songwriting lyrics, lyrical, lyric wise, I really like Frank Ocean as a writer. And so all that stuff was very inspiring. I'd say, and I'm Brazilian as well. So I do listen to a lot of like 60s, 70s, MPB, like uh, Brazilian music. I was super into Bossa Nova. I still am into Bossa Nova. I think but like, yeah, what did you say? Um, I actually have, that reminds me. Uh, so my girlfriend is, act my girlfriend is actually Brazilian. Mm. And uh, that was unrelated to actually what I was gonna say. Uh, another artist we attempted to get into contact with, who I was previously in contact with, uh, he ended up DMing me some like Brazilian fusion music. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can concur with that. I love that style. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. super, it's super interesting. The rhythms, the rhythms are what, are what I like. So like, I'll say as a general rule, like barring Frank Ocean, he's the only person I can really think of off the top of my head. As a right. general rule, I'm not a fan of like arrhythmic music, like music with no rhythm or like, like <laughs> low rhythms, like, where the drums are kind of like an afterthought, you know what I mean? Like where you just kind of play along with the track. Uh, I know it may not seem like it, like there's not that much rhythm on this EP, but like, I really like rhythm. And I think Jesus agrees with me on that, but like, that's kind of like the first thing for me is, is like drums and bass, like rhythm, you know? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Stevie Wonder, Brazilian music, Stereo Lab, Tyler Crater, all that stuff. That's, that's me. Uh, Jesus. Damn, man. We listen uh, to some of the same stuff. But, yeah, yeah, we listen to a bunch because we just hang out a bunch. So we just like listen to a lot of the same things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like, I don't know, like starting off with like listening to music and stuff. Uh, I I think I, I had like a different experience because like I never really looked at like artists. The main thing that I used to do as a kid was go on SoundCloud and just go on the, like on the stations that they had there and just see whatever like pops up. And then if I liked it, I liked it. And then I just go back and get, look for more. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I never really like thought about it per artist. It was more like, oh, this is a cool sound. I like the sound. And um, it wasn't until like recently that like it was like with artists and stuff with other people like telling me if this sounds good, this sounds good. Uh, I think the, 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 the main one that kind of like is, is truly and like inspirational for me and that I really like would be Stevie Wonder pretty much. 100%. 
you have to be the big one for me. Yeah, but in terms of like genres and like artists and stuff, like it's only recently that I started to look at that stuff. So I don't really have like anything at the top of my head that I can list. But uh, I can, I don't know, like I just had like, a, I have a bunch of like weird tracks on my SoundCloud likes that, that I like to listen to. He's definitely the, if I had to say who has the weirdest, most eclectic taste, I'd say Jesus, Jesus mm. for sure. Um, I got you. Like you said, like a lot of like random stuff on SoundCloud. But. Yeah, you find some good stuff there. I found some like very like rare, like, like, uh, like funk, like fusion with like Latin, uh, <laughs> uh, Latin rock too. I love that. It's like a weird combination. Uh, but yeah, you find some good stuff there. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. That's what it is. I was trying to figure out what, when I said earlier, like the vibe that you guys have is different than the Californian bands. Mm-hmm. You guys have that Latin influence. Mm-hmm. that's sure. what it is because like the california bands they don't have that and it's mm-hmm. like because i mean I, obviously because it's like you know punk alternative that kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's like that's that's the vibe i was talking about when you guys you guys have like a different uh just feel overall no mm-hmm. appreciate that i mean we're, we're definitely looking we're trying to like we're looking to kind of lean into that for the album so yeah that should make be everything like we want to make things bounce here yeah like I, I feel like that's what probably sticks out like rhythmically the most like just the bounce of like certain songs mm-hmm. um yeah also este este has a very funny name yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure like, we gotta hear about you i was just about to say you go you go okay you, so um i loved i love music <laughs> I love all types of music um yeah. to start off I've just been into music since I was a kid. My mom it was a huge LMFAO stand. I have to throw that I out. <laughs> I was going to get to that LMFAO eventually. Probably ever in like fifth grade. All right, anyway. I, I never had an emo phase in my life. I had an LMFAO party rock stage where I would force everybody to listen to LMFAO. I was there. That was a thing. Raphael, I tried to force it. I had the red food glasses and everything. Oh, my God. Um, awesome. That was very awesome in fifth grade. <laughs> And so I had that and then a a lot of Spanish music. My mom would put Spanish music. But I would say in the start of 2014, that's when I I started to like really get into like streaming services like Spotify. So the first like hip hop album I heard was because the internet from Childish Gambino hearing 3005 for the first time when i was like 13 that like changed my life <laughs> changed the way how i perceived music mm-hmm. so yeah. but uh other than that i had so many different phases of music in my life there was a big electronic phase that my dad put on to me yeah. there was a lot of the a lot of the times when it comes to music i would mostly get it from listening to what rafael would listen to or from our other friend in our times at the Meadowbrook. Sometimes they would play a song and I would secretly Shazam it on my phone or write it down so I can look it up later on Spotify. So we all kind of like, we all listen to similar artists in a sense, like Gambino. Uh, yeah we, we definitely have i know i said sorry i know i said we're all like very different we definitely have like a, a like a common basis between us with like exactly. big variations in in that but yeah i say this is a lot of a lot of rap uh, yeah this is a lot of hip-hop like so than, i think more than anyone else anyone probably else. Yeah. probably more than anyone else in the group but we all kind of we had our own we had our Brockhampton phase obviously yeah, who um, didn't, there's who didn't have their own Brockhampton phase um <laughs> <laughs> and at least now it, uh, at least on our spotify playlist like 
my my music is just all over the place there's gambino i'm a big will smith fan love will smith music <laughs> what do you say about yeah, that, yeah, yeah. From that? The- i love that uh, it's really, interesting. really quick before we go on uh let's hop over to the next zoom call because we got like already we're back from nice. the horrible cut so right. um Este, you were in the middle of talking about yeah so i'm a big fan of will smith love will smith one of my favorite rappers of all time of all this such a weird thing to say um <laughs> so like a millennium is that i respect it though yes i have the funny a funny story i could add to this was that uh one time me and rafael went to a record shop and i've never been in a record shop before personally before then because they don't have those in the island so uh when i went with rafael we were looking around he was looking at all his the old music and stuff and some Brazilian CDs and vinyls. And I left the shop that day with a Will Smith single vinyl and a black IP CD. Oh my God. That's a, that pretty much sums up Este very, very nicely. That's a good, uh, good that's a good story yeah, to show. Yeah. The exactly. Character I also you. love black IPs. I also love Dynamic. nerd. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, of, well, Jesus and I love nerd too, bro. Like, they, they love nerd, and then I kind of got because there's, the thing is, is that we'd be in Discord calls and they would play music. So there's also that aspect. That's how I mostly listen to nerd. With I forgot to mention there. nerd and Pharrell. Yeah. That's kind of messed uh, up. They're like a huge influence. <laughs> they Pharrell's also rhythms are crazy, bro. That's yeah, why, that's why I love Pharrell. But, yeah. They also introduced me to JPEG Mafia. Also, oh, heck yeah. oh yeah, let's go. There's that. <laughs> And then what else? Obviously, living in Puerto Rico, a lot of Spanish music. Uh, I'm out. A lot of Spanish trap. Uh, I like hella, Spanish music. <laughs> hella Bad Bunny. Um, <laughs> yes. And yes. all of that. Absolutely. I don't know so, anything about that, but I respect it. And then a lot of other songs would be randomly just stuff I see on from movies. Like I, some movie soundtracks hit. I have a very strong opinion that every song... Uh, from SpongeBob movie soundtracks are the best songs. The first ever. or the second one? The first SpongeBob movie soundtrack is amazing in its Never own sense. It. Mm-hmm. There's this song called Prince Paul's Bubble Party, which samples the bubble episode from SpongeBob, which I love. One of my favorite songs ever. Um, <laughs> and then there's hella. I made a whole video dedicated to the SpongeBob first movie album soundtrack. And then the second. Spongebob movie album soundtrack had nerd on it. Yeah. That's how I f- first got introduced to nerd. But actually that. That's finding so that. <laughs> yeah. um, nice. I know. And then I got reintroduced <laughs> and then when they would show it to me. And the most recent Spongebob movie also has some really good music. So there's that. Uh, but yeah. There that's, no- that's, there's so much <laughs> I could say. But that's the gist of it. There is nothing like early 2000s. An early 2000s vibe. True. It- that brings to the table it, that's why i listen to the black eyed peas yeah it's strong it's, black eyed peas fan right here i don't know what it is about the early 2000s but it has such a specific sound mm-hmm. like, very true and I, I, I can't i can never like pinpoint what it is but it's very like as soon as like nelly Furtado or something comes on i'm like yeah oh, oh mm-hmm. i'm feeling uh, like i'm a huge say. like justin timberlake fan also <laughs> yes <Justin> timberlake. <laughs> um <laughs> no, I respect Justin Timberlake. I never got into it, but I respect it. I like his old stuff. Yeah, Just, Justified. 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 Love song. What's up? We were just talking about how we like Justified and Future Sex Love Sound. That, <laughs> that, that Justin Timberlake album inspired. Yeah, never heard of it. 
Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, what? Brandon's, Brandon's like cringing over here. <laughs> no, it's just I don't really listen to any of that. Like most music from the 2000s I listen to is just like emo music pretty much. Like up on the Will Smith pop. train. <laughs> <Me and Brent. laughs> every every time Will Smith drops a new song is one of the best periods of my life. Yeah, all right, I'll I'll say I'll say uh, my embarrassing artist here, uh, Taylor Swift. I'm out. I, I no, love I'm Taylor Swift. What's your favorite Taylor Swift album? Honestly, like her most recent one is like her best made one, uh-huh. but like my favorite's 1989. Yeah, no, that's my. I haven't heard the most recent one, but I, I, I like 1989. See, I'm like the the Katy Perry fan. Okay, I like Katy Perry too. Like the rock version of I Kissed a Girl, that that song's so fire, dude. Mm -hmm. No, it it really is. I'm also a Pitbull fan. (laughs) Oh, no. Stop talking. No. I'm serious. I could could go. I could could tolerate everything else. No, that's where I draw the line. I think we could have a podcast. I've been to. I've been to. I've been to Pitbull's. New Year's concerts like three times in a row every oh New Year's. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, no, please. No, it's a tradition. It's a family tradition. Back, I mean, right. no, hey, no, no. Your Mike, cut them off. Throw them on <laughs> <laughs> Take the power off. Out of I mean, my first concert, you guys are all familiar with Smash Mouth, right? Vaguely. Uh, Vaguely. We know it's All Star, and you know. Yeah, that was uh, my first concert. Like, was Smash Mouth? It was Smash Mouth. It's it so wasn't funny. You're not the first person I've known that said that. Like, <laughs> are you serious? What? That said that. Yeah. That's usually. Damn, I thought I was unique. All right. Well, I no, that is very unique. That is extremely <laughs> unique. But it's funny <laughs> that I've heard that one other time. What? That their first concert was Smash Mouth? Yeah, man. <laughs> Mine was um, Weird Al Yankovic in the second grade. That's respect right there. I respect that. In the second grade, that's a, that's a deep cut right there. Yeah. For a second grade. <laughs> deep cut. <laughs> My first one was Tyler, uh, Cherry Bomb Tour. That was uh, that oh, a Cherry Bomb Tour. That's all. 2015. I was in 10th grade. I wanted grade. to so bad when he came here, but I yeah. did not get tickets. And I same, same. Die. Same thing happened to me. I wanted to go, but couldn't go during uh, Flower Boy, I think it was. But. Yeah, I mean, Jesus and I have only ever been to one concert <laughs> in our lives, and it was Brockhampton like a year ago or something, so, or like more than a year ago, but yeah, I'm missing out on concerts. Now it looks like, you know, yeah. the whole concert thing might be, I mean, we've been to small concerts, but not like, you know, big concerts, but I mean, I've been to a couple of small concerts, but. I got you. So are, I, you guys, are you guys like really into like, when it comes to concerts, would you guys say like you're in the underground scene? Like, not as much as I'd want to be, but. I was I dabbled briefly when I was I was in a local band uh, a little bit ago nothing like mm-hmm. what we what we do now but like that's you know I I kind of dabble a little bit in the like South Florida scene um, but not as much as I would want to and then now with COVID you know the scene kind of got a little bit decimated yeah. but at least for the time being I I've been to I've been to a fair amount of shows like underground and like you know mainstream artists that are on like world tours and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I've I've been to a bunch of of local shows. I haven't I I haven't performed as, as that, at that many, but I'm really excited for when shows start happening more often. Um, to perform with them, I'm super excited to perform with them and, and right. yeah. perform some solo stuff. Like I'm I'm just super excited about all of that, and like um, also to see big artists perform again. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I I haven't been to that many concerts in my life. Um, <laughs> 
They've all the, been, they've all been bad. <laughs> uh, so the first ever concert is when I was like three years old. Does this count the Wiggles? Whatever. That's oh, dude, insane. I mean that you actually I've seen saw the Wiggles. You just gave me huge insight. I've seen them too. That's crazy. That's your first concert like, then. I was like four or five when I saw them. Exactly. So then yeah, my wait. the second other concert I've ever been to was a Jonas Brothers concert. Oh, I also God. love the Jonas Brothers. Bro. Estee banned from all future interviews. actually fun. I'm learning new things. Next time we have you guys on, Estee is not invited. You guys are going to be featured in like Rolling Stone and like everybody's going to have Estee. going to be like actually redacted. What was your third one? My third one was a rap music festival that they did in the island for free after Who headlined hur- it? Hurricane Maria. Who headlined it? French Montana. <laughs> French That's Montana. That's a charity event. Lupe Fiasco. That's a guy talking on Lupe? stage. On the same set as French Montana. That's crazy. Uh, some of the guys from Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> oh, oh okay. yes. That right. concert. There you go. That's a... That's a but it was recent. Oh, it yeah. was very recent. Um, who else? Uh, was Cardi B there? Was Cardi B not there? No, Cardi, Cardi B was my f- the fourth concert I went to. God damn, bro. You're just taking <laughs> L's with these concert lineups. Hey, hey, oh, actually, no, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, whoa. no, 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 no. The, the concert, uh, concert after that was an Ed Sheeran concert. Oh, my God. God. Shut up. No. <laughs> I wasn't that into Ed Sheeran, but the like only my musical artist that I genuinely despise. I love music. I love all music, but Ed Sheeran, I have no re- nothing to do. <laughs> nothing but contempt for Ed Sheeran. So, here's what I'm here's, sorry. Here's what I gotta say. Here's what I gotta say. The Wu Tang Clan no. thing is pretty dope. Yeah, other than that, what do you oh, say B-O- B.O.B. was also <laughs> at that. I loved B.O.B. Bro, I know I'm not helping my case here, but it's Stop the truth. Talking. No, I, um, I, I, I've, been, I've been to a bunch of epic shows. I've been to like a lot of shows. Like good, I, actually, yeah, epic, or, I saw oh, Mac Miller. I saw, I've seen Tyler like five times. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, nice. And then I, when I went to Flognaut, I went last year. Like, I, I don't even remember all the artists that I saw there, but like. Did you see favorite, Earl? I didn't see Earl because I thought the headliner was going to be Frank. So I waited at the main stage. Oh, so at the Drake. Main, you were the, Drake. At the Drake thing? Yeah, he was and, there for and the And then Drake I saw Drake, which I still was hyped. Like, I still was hyped to see Drake. Drake but, fan. But it was like, <laughs> he got booed off by a bunch of other upset people. And they really thought, they thought Frank was going to come out after. So they booed him off stage. And then we just got nothing to end the night. Damn. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I've seen, I've seen, a, I, I have a pretty nice list of list of artists I've seen. It's like the antithesis of Essay's list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I got, I got, I got actually got a lot of respect for Essay because uh, he likes, no, what he likes, likes and he makes it clear. He makes yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's the I thing about Essay. He has no shame with that yeah. sort of stuff. I, I definitely respect that. I will openly bump it in a car anywhere I go, gladly. Yeah. I can respect That's that. Why didn't get I can't respect the artist. So. <laughs> no, yeah, you can respect Estee, but not the artist. That's how I feel. <laughs> no, uh, I feel like at this point, every con- recently, every concert I've been to, I'm like, I'm getting closer and closer to dying. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> the, the concerts I'm going to are getting more and more extreme. Like, mm. it started off with Destroy Boys, because we actually saw them before we interviewed them. 
-hmm. and that was our first mosh pit experience and then after that are you guys familiar with bring me the horizon yeah i've heard yeah. of it. yeah that was my next concert and that was pretty intense because what year though like what era what year uh it was just after their amo release I'm out. I don't know them that well. I just know like vague, like you know. Oh, okay. I don't, uh, I don't know. Like two years ago now. Oh, okay. So it's more. Yeah. Recent. Um, that one was pretty wild because the more intense the metal music, the less people like don't like hold back their punches. Mm-hmm. So like you know, I'm like going home with like bruises and stuff. But um, yeah. the most recent one, uh, <laughs> Chelsea Grin. If you're familiar. Uh, they they're pretty brutal. <laughs> um, <laughs> wasn't there that one guy? Oh yeah, I, be, I yeah I beat I beat the shit out of an old dude. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait! You never told me that. <laughs> what? No, I was talking about the weird dude on stage. <laughs> the weird dude. You have an opener, band, opening band, like the weird guy. That was, was the old band? guy was the weird guy, and we beat the crap out of him. What did he do? Was like, he being he like was, he was just like drunk and like pushing everybody everywhere? So we kind of like I that mean, must be satisfying. I, I feel like we've all <laughs> wanted to beat up an old drunk guy before. I've yeah, I mean, the great thing about metal concerts and stuff you is that like uh, you can take out your aggression, yeah, and it's encouraged, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a guy like try to punch me, but he was like much shorter than me, and I ended up like picking him up and like throwing him out of the way. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it was pretty dope. <laughs> if you had the chance to go to a metal concert, I'm out. I'm out on the mosh. Oh, I'm so out on the mosh. You got to. I'm out. I'm also out. I want to go to a metal concert with you. I mean, Destroy Boys was. Remember that there was that dude. He was like, he was like two heads taller than both of us, and he was like. He was like fucking ripped and he kept jumping back into me. And I'm like 110 pounds. So like he would like jump back into me and it would create like a ripple of people just about to fall over. Yeah, I'd, have no. to like, I'd have to jump in the air and put like as much, like put all my weight into it to like just like ah oh, just does like that, not that take, Does that take away from the enjoyment of the music for you or does it add to the enjoyment? Oh no, it adds to it. I'm uh, out. Yeah. We do this we yeah. do this thing called a wall of death. It's where they oh. split the crowd down the middle and then you run at each other as fast as you can and you jump into each other. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a, yeah. a lot of elbows, a lot of fists. Yeah. Real fun. Damn. You gotta try it. You gotta try it at least once. Maybe no, one day. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I saw I saw some dude get his nose broken in one of those walls of death. It was at like a Denzel Curry performance. Oh heck yeah. Yo, Denzel Curry. Yeah. yeah. He like split the crowd and like they were just going in. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's metal right there. <laughs> Bro, I'd be I'd be at the back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> the best experience was it was a Chelsea Grin concert and the dude next to me. I'm like a pretty short dude, mm. like only like five seven, five eight, and like the dude next to me was like six four, six five, and like the dude on stage, uh, there, it was Crystal Lake. That was the band that was playing. And That's like, the band I'm talking about. Yeah, with the weird guy. The weird guy. Oh yeah, the weird singer. Yeah, he was like, he's got like that like anime voice where it's like mm. he's got it's very animated. Mm-hmm. like it's very uh like feminine wise or like masculine wise? no it's like it's like evil mm. he's like let's like an anime villain <laughs> what like an anime villain type thing yeah, yeah that kind of thing and he just like i want to see thousands of crowd surfers <laughs> so i just <laughs> looked up at the dude i was like send me up send me up and then i got like screamed at by the lead singer because like you know they take you to the front and then <laughs> you know he's like obviously in my face but <laughs> damn 
<laughs> they're super fun. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen at the Cardi B concert I was at. <laughs> yeah, I bet it didn't. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't happen last day. Oh, yeah, what is, thing, Cardi, what is a Cardi B concert? Okay, that Cardi B what concert wasn't like a concert concert. It was part of like a big electronic music festival. Which how Cardi far B, were you from the stage? Be honest. I was I was quite close. I don't know how to how to tell you like, distance wise. Because like we got there we got there really early, right? And they would have a oh, bunch of dude. And they would have a bunch of like all like the all the early acts was all like electronic acts and then mm-hmm. later on the night they had like puerto rican rappers on the stage doing their thing that and must have been lit though they had a it oh, was I, I didn't really know much of their songs those were really fine because i was much more close to the stage but then they had like this tropical like chill band up so i kind of dipped because mm-hmm. i was standing already for like five hours one. it probably was the coolest one yeah but that this is 2018 all right um okay. so uh i got back got food and then diplo got on um i lost my friends during the diplo set because we were all jumping and then we all got separated that was a very stressful moment mm, diplo oh, <laughs> oh, <no>. oh god <laughs> oh. hello 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 hello, hello. Oh, he's back he's back okay 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 so when did so, cardi b come up my dog so we yeah i lost him in the diplo set but we found together um and then cardi b got on it was very weird during the Cardi B set because all the Puerto Ricans in the crowd know Cardi B for the I Like It song featuring Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. So right. that was kind of the only song that everybody knew while me was singing every other Cardi B song. Um, <laughs> Knows all the lyrics looking at um, <laughs> So I was getting a lot of weird faces in the crowd for singing all the Cardi you B songs. You were feeling every lyric, be honest. Um, I, I can't, like her motorsport verse, you know, I was into that. And... Um, <laughs> her some other cardi b songs um i liked and my sister was also in the crowd and she was like i could see her just like screaming the lyrics also um yeah that makes more no sense. punching though it was just we were all just kind of oh, standing right. and just <laughs> bobbing our heads i'm surprised i didn't get injuries that night From- i'm not <laughs> me either what the hell <laughs> the only real time that we had an experience we're all close like that was that brockhampton concert with yeah, these was, guys that, was, that wasn't really anything it was we were all just kind of still jumping still they tried to make a pit but it's on, all e people and e people e people can't do that yeah um so uh yeah they're, like, they're on the brink of being that kind of that like kind of vibe like being yeah it's like it. it's like the fine line like they're on the like soft side of the line as opposed to like maybe like cherry bomb era tyler maybe there would have been some stuff like at those yeah they just, they yeah just don't have enough aggression Speaking of uh, speaking of Brockhampton, you guys kind of remind me a little bit of Brockhampton, just a little bit. No, yeah, that's that's inevitable. I feel that. I, I yeah. kind of I understand that comparison. I understand that. Are you guys uh, fans of Suicide Boys at all? Um, I've I've out of all of us probably listened to most more most like out of all of us, but like honestly, like not much. I listened to their, I think it was like I Want to Die in New Orleans or something like that yeah. Red and yeah. Black album. I listened yeah. to a bit of that. I really like their flows and I really like their hooks. Like their hooks, I always <laughs> say this and nobody ever like gets what I'm saying, but I, they remind me of like evil Brockhampton, just the hooks. Like, I don't know, yeah. it just reminds me of it. But like, the, I don't know, I just, I'm ne- I've never been too into like, um, like that type of music, like content wise. Like I've never been too into metal or been too into genres where it's like, you know, more towards like the darker side of things. Yeah. So I've never gotten like fully into it type thing. But like, 
I definitely really I have have a lot of respect for their flows and like their beats and stuff. But yeah, they're cool. I'm listening to much to Hilbert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's cool. I uh, oh, I do have one question actually. What is All it? right, be honest with me. Is the Instagram called five 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 loco because five loco is already taken? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I called it. I oh god, I knew it. I I kind of had the. I, I kind of put the duty onto myself when I was still in, with Raphael to make the Instagram accounts early and, and all the social media accounts. It was very hard to get all the names. And I was just like, five, five, five loco, I guess. <laughs> the thing um, is there's the five loco on like Twitter and then there's five, five, five loco. I prefer five, five, five loco. I think it just looks cooler, but like, I don't know. I don't like the five loco, you know, obviously five loco was taken on everything besides like band camp and stuff. For some reason but i yeah. got you and obviously five loco the name that's like a rip on four loco no of yeah. course yeah there's a story on that also no for legal reasons we don't know what that is for legal no yeah 100 for copyright and legal other legal reasons we don't know what that is. i mean i'm not gonna say what it is but this man right here uh incriminated himself on our podcast before. how how so uh do it again well, i can't say it because then i'll incriminate myself again <laughs> yeah but if you already did it like it's cool well, just, just censored it on the other like, one yeah we had to bleep right. it out uh, does it involve five minus one loco that's why that's <laughs> what we refer to it as it, uh, no, no. It, invo it involves a uh controlled a substance plant that what grows it? <laughs> no, actually, i have definitely oh, okay yeah, yeah. i get where you're coming from but uh here in missouri that's a no-no so oh, okay yeah. Yeah. Missouri. Wow. Yo, my friend. Allegedly, allegedly, it's a no. We we don't know. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You know what he's talking yeah. about, so it could we, not be. I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen yeah. an illegal substance in my life. Yeah, I don't. Drugs. Neither have we. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, um, you guys mentioned earlier another member of the band, Dave. Dave. David. Yeah. So where does he fit into the picture? I'll, I'll explain. No, I'm kidding. I'll explain. All right. David, it was Jesus, me and David that had that band previously. And David is a lot more like into Radiohead, Queens of the Stone Age. Like, oh, yeah. Like, heavy, like, yeah, Radiohead's cool. Just straight up. That guy's a huge Radiohead fan. And like, just like darker and like more rocky sounds. Like he's a, he's way better. He's a way better guitarist than I am. He's like, you know, he's just like a traditionally like raised on rock type person. And a lot more bands. I just don't, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but like, so yeah. we used to make music together, me, him, and Jesus, and it had a very different feel to it than Five Loco does. You know, it was more dark. It was more like, you know, just more distorted drums and everything. But um, we're that music anywhere? actually, what'd you say? Is that music like up anywhere or did you never upload uh, it? No, nah, it's just like demos. Like we haven't uploaded that. But oh, like, okay. but I'll say this for the album. The reason only four of us are here right now is because it's like, you know, a 2009 related thing. So we kind of like decided to just stick like, you know, to uh, us four for the 2009 stuff. But for the album, he's coming in, like, we're kind of just like, that's when he's like coming in fully. We're going to um, go to hopefully North Carolina or some other region, similar region, because that's where he lives, like somewhere near there, and mm -hmm. record for two weeks for the, for the LP, like two or three weeks. Um, and so he's going to be like, his sound is going to be all over the, the, the album. And that's more of like, a, I'm interested how like, because my sound, just me personally, is like more like bubbly a little bit, like more, you know, cutesy a little bit. And then his sound is more like, you know, dark and, and, and a bit grimy. So I, I, we're, I'm very interested in how we're going to mix that. You know what I mean? It's going to be 
it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good regardless, but it's yeah. interesting, you know. I just He's coming on for the LP pretty much for the album. Yeah, I just saw S Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got you. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. I, I like yeah. the whole idea. I you guys aren't the first band that I've seen that just kind of like we gotta go to this one place to create our album. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you guys, yeah. we got to be in the same room for like 24 hours and we got to create this thing. Mm -hmm. you, you guys aren't the first band that I've seen that. And I actually really love like the whole mentality behind that. Same. That's how, yeah. that's how I think about music naturally. So yeah, like think, like yeah. think tank, like it's Communal. gotta be like, yeah, it's cool. A lot of times when we would be with at least me, Raphael and Jesus, we'd be like, all right, 48 hours locked in, not literally, <laughs> but we would just be like, all right, we're locking ourselves in. We got to get to work. And uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it wouldn't. But we would always, True. we would at least for the most part, always would like to try to put our ideas down together. Jack up, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's super cool. Were there any songs like cut from the EP? Because in the documentary, I was looking at um, mm. or did they have like different titles at one point? Because I was looking at the track list and it looked like a little different. Well, okay. Um, Este had a bunch of like loose ideas for songs in the sense of like. He'd be like, um, he'd be like, let's make a like a like a backyard barbecue type party song, like our version of that. Let's make like a road trip song, our version of that. Like, what would you play on a road trip? And then like, you know, a lot of the, that ended up being Lakeland kind of, but um, a lot of it just kind of got like lost in the sauce. You know what I mean? Like, there were just ideas, not not really like fully fleshed out concepts. Any song that actually got put to paper, except for one, there was an interlude song that we kept that was just kind of like a a dance like track like a little like kind of disco drum dance track but i i didn't want to do any interludes or anything you know it's only four songs so anything that got seriously developed ended up on the ep we don't have that many loose stuff from this ep but we have like jesus and i over the years have accrued like hours of, of, of music in the vault but just like you know just practice like demos all that sort of stuff but not all the songs on there are are on there pretty much the okay. fun part in general when making this whole ep was just I don't know why you guys are laughing was uh the whole funny part was just making the songs in general like obviously we uh, it was really fun especially times when jesus would just be like i'm just gonna be doing this thing right here and then two seconds later he's like just listen to this guys and we're like oh we like it so there'd be a lot of times we'd have just ideas but that's really what they would be at the end of the day just ideas of cool things that could or could not happen yeah, but, ideas got scrapped, but songs didn't exactly scrapped. the idea is we would have especially ideas on a certain layout um but uh, the more we worked on it the more we found out that these four songs was something that we needed to put more emphasis on and more focus on and i feel like it worked to our benefit because i feel like at least to me personally and i think to the other guys too in a way that every song just really i i feel like it stands well on its own yeah, yeah i agree 100 no it's super cool yes yeah. Alrighty. Well, I mean, unless you have anything else to add. I think we've yeah. covered yeah. many bases here. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Unless... Yeah, I, I gotta say, this is probably the most focused we've been on a podcast with an artist. Like That's in terms of their I music. thought it was a bit all over the place, but I like to hear that though. I mean a good way though. That's just, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. No, like there's appropriate breaks between <laughs> like talking. Yeah, because yeah. oh my god. But the Destroy Boys one, it was only briefly, and then we just like dissolved into like conspiracy. We talked about their music for like a good thirty minutes, and then we like the last like yeah, hour was like yeah, other Random stuff. stuff. 
yeah it was like conspiracy theories and like it was like it, it was just madness but like, yeah i gotta say like this feels it feels structured we're getting better <laughs> you guys are getting better nice yeah. yeah and we're happy to have you guys on there you yeah. i'm glad to be here thank, thank you thank you yeah obviously we're gonna like promote all of your guys' stuff thank you we're gonna plug all of your stuff and then sure. um make sure you uh yeah i think we're should we just do the outro right now what what's the what outro just the outro <laughs> the outro yeah yeah i can i do the oh. outro every time <laughs> i'm sorry gabe i'm not all here right now <laughs> it's okay <laughs> so, but yeah um thank you guys so much for joining us today thanks for having us thank you it was super cool talking to you guys um let's see here make sure for everybody listening at home make sure you check out um five loco on wherever you listen to music and uh Make sure you Yogurt TV yeah. and Estee on YouTube, especially if you're into Power Rangers. For the Estee channel, not for the Yogurt TV. Yeah, make sure Power Rangers. Road to 50K. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, make sure to follow them on Instagram. They're at 555logo on Instagram. And also, uh, if you want to listen to the podcast on other stuff, make sure you check it out on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube. And uh, that is everything we're on, yes. Yeah, also check out the Instagram for more updates on Kill Podcast because Keep It Low-Key was already taken to. <laughs> <laughs> you know that feeling. All right, dudes. Uh, we'll see you later. All right. Thank thanks you very much. No Bye-bye. Problem. Love it. <laughs>